Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Episode 147 of Forever Exiled. Here we are. Mm -hmm. Like every Friday. For the 147% we're getting in this one. Yep. Well, that seems a little high, but yeah, somewhere in that range. <laughs> yeah, in that range. We'll be done in like That's 20 minutes. If that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks for people who listen to the podcast on like slightly faster speed if all of a sudden we actually talk faster. I don't think you have that issue, but, but remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember. Oh, that was so good. Hang yeah. on. What's up? Discord's doing funny stuff. It's ducking when we speak That's over fine. each other. Ah, whatever. No, Discord, but I can't hear you. I can hear you fine. It's fine. Don't start messing with stuff. Fine. 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 Uh, big shout out to Patreons. Zaints. Zaints. Thanks for uh, your support this week. For everybody else who supports the podcast, you guys are the best. Here's what our Patreon gets you access to. It's After Dark, of course, which is just our podcast after the podcast. We continue to talk about more stuff and things. And there will probably, for me, be a drink tonight because it's been a week. But yeah, thanks everybody for your support. <laughs> We, we really appreciate it. And uh, you, you guys are awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Super Agreed. awesome. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Justin and I were talking about it and uh, we agree. Yeah. You're awesome. We had a meeting, a white spot meeting, <laughs> and uh, the consensus after have, a hey. long time was, you're the best. You're just the best. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we should go out for a bite to eat this Monday because I got a crazy August coming up. I'll be gone for most Mondays. So. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm gone. So... You're what? I think I'm gone. Is that the first? This Monday? Oh no, I'm, I'm leaving on the second. Leaving on the second. Yeah. You better be back for Friday's recording. <laughs> I just checked, I am. So it's good. It's good, <laughs> it's good, checked. it's good. You planned around it's it, good. pretending to be apathetic. Uh, yeah, so right. maybe we can't Monday go Monday we're going out. Maybe. I have something going on that day. But anyway, cool. uh, yeah. We'll see. Oh, you're useless. We'll see. Uh, how was your week, bud? Well, it was smoking hot. I'm sure it was, it was for you too. I am loving this weather. Most people, it's so funny, right? Our area of the world, it's mostly rain. We get a tiny bit of snow in the winter, right? We'll get maybe a month of negative degree weather. Summer, we'll get like two months of really hot really summer. Hot. But throughout the normal nine months of spring and fall, which is constant rain or overcast, people are always complaining and wanting summer to come. The second summer hits... Nobody's outside. <laughs> it's Nobody's so hot, outside. man. It's, it's, it's so absolutely hot. dead. I know, but this is, so here's the thing, though. It's not like it's mid-20s and people are We're recording at 10.45 right now. This morning when I had to go to a meeting at 9 o'clock, it was 28 degrees outside yeah. at 9 o'clock. Yeah. That's crazy. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot. It's expected. Although next in, week we got crappy weather, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But in, well, no, not really. In, um, in about four hours, it's expected to be 36 degrees. Wow. Which, I don't know, in crazy talk, that's like mid-90s. 18 and a half in 90s. my house. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't know how you can do that. My air conditioner's on constantly trying to hit 24 degrees Celsius. Oh my so. God, I'd be sweating in my own house. Oh, it's fine because downstairs, there's no insulation. The there's if no I had flooring. the basement, it would be great. I do have a basement, but I'm not in the basement. If I was in the basement, it would probably be better. But I'm on the it's main like, floor, so it's like ten degrees down here with studs and concrete. That's the best. I am like, I want slippers. I have a slip. I have slippers and hoodies oh, for weird. when I'm at the computer. And then we go upstairs and we're like in our shedding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 
but anyway, no, it's been an awesome week. I I love this kind of weather. Like when I um this time that I spent in South America, I absolutely loved the weather in Brazil. It was just so this is my kind of stuff. I absolutely love outside of the air advisory warnings that we also get. Thank you, Lytton, for your smoke from your forest fires. Hope everyone's okay. But and uh, hopefully, I don't know, California always mirrors us or we mirror them in the forest fire thing. But forest fires have been down a lot this year for us, which is we had we had two very close to us yesterday. So here. Yeah. Yep. Well, I didn't know that. I can tell you about that later. But yeah, it was actually affecting work, too. So anyway. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. But anyway, Mm -hmm. the the in terms of news and stats, it seems to be a lot less this year, which is nice for those that live in the interior. But Mm -hmm. anyway, hope everybody's safe. But yeah, air advisory warnings. But uh, it's just been so perfect. Absolutely love it. My wife and I are getting a babysitter. Well, my my mom and my sister are going to take care of uh, my kids tonight so we can go see Thor and then play oh, nice. Elden Ring all night. I saw Thor. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, I remember you saying. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You're kind of funny to ask, like, how is a Marvel not, movie, yeah, though? Yeah, because you I don't, don't care about continuity. Not at all. Nope. I'm like, okay, it, we so. went there, we watched it. Maybe sometimes I'll be like, huh, that seems familiar. But overall... <laughs> I'm just going for the entertainment and yeah, mostly just so, to get out. So I'm glad you liked it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what else? I've been hanging out a lot with the kids this week, which is kind of fun because the air advisory warning, I haven't been encouraging the kids to go outside. If they want to, they can. But if they want to stay inside, I'm not forcing them to be outside in the summer weather because of the air warning. So it was spending a lot of time have an playing air advisory games right now? Oh, yeah, it's a small one. It's not a big deal. They're not telling you to stay inside, but they okay. are telling you, like, if you have respiratory issues or you're elderly, to stay inside, which my daughter has, right? So, yep. elderly. Yep. <laughs> That's right. My nine year old's elderly. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, what else? Uh, didn't play too much Elden Ring this week, but my boss videos, Justin, snailing it got about 109 published now, which is awesome. Wow, good for you. Loving it. And so that's exactly what the kids are watching. Nice. Put it up there and I even cut out like all the gross cutscenes with the epic bosses where they're like, you know, their arms are getting cut you off. You purposely or cut like, it out? Yeah. Oh. Because just for the fight. People okay. just want to see me fight, They want to see how you fight. They don't That's care right. about like... the sweet visuals. <laughs> That's right. They care about this guy right Let here. me see this 20 no, minute so... boss video. No. But uh, it, uh psh, please, five <laughs> minutes is long boss Max. All right. But anyway. um, No, like, so I, they got them and I cut them there just so that I don't have to worry about the kids seeing stupid stuff. But. That's actually what they chose to watch. Instead of watching a movie like Finding Nemo, they're watching Elden Ring boss videos. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And uh, good news for me, um, you woke up alive on Tuesday morning. Yep, I did. Thank, thank goodness. So, all right. Here's here, a just PSA. A, just, here, okay. here, before, you, before you get into it, people, it can happen out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Be thankful for the people you love. It's true. So it, this is my PSA for this whole episode. Get your carbon monoxide uh, detectors in your home. Make sure they're working. I We've always had them. When we bought our house, we bought uh, quite a few. I actually spent quite a bit of money putting in smoke detectors, and it's the Nest systems. And so they have carbon monoxide built into them. They all talk to each other. They're all through the house. And people kind of gave me a hard time when I, because it costs a lot to put it. When the firefighters told me you should have one in every single room and one in each open area, I was like, I got a lot of rooms. Like, that's a lot of things. So, <laughs> yeah. But we did. We put them all in. So Monday night, uh, Tyler and I were playing some games uh, with some friends and it was fun. We were having a good time. And all of a sudden at about nine o'clock my time, the uh, one of the carbon monoxide detectors went off and it's and so when they go off, they say what it is. So in in this case, it it starts to beep loudly and it says carbon monoxide in the basement. 
And so, and that goes through the whole house. Basement. Yeah, in the basement. So I, being the person I am, was like, oh, these stupid things. What's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I instantly go that direction. So I, I hop off the computer go downstairs and it's just the this that i have three in the basement in this we were fine one. without you by the way yeah we i'm totally, impressed you guys we were won. playing age of empires yeah. and we were fine no thanks to me and but i'm, we I'm were actually fine. more impressed the second time that uh uh that soja carried you through but the uh so anyway i go downstairs and i look at this one device and i'm thinking well, like oh, there what could be leaking carbon monoxide that doesn't make sense we haven't changed anything so i open some of the windows and doors downstairs and I looked on my, cause I there's an app that shows you too. And I'm like, I mean, of I should replace the batteries. Maybe it's, a, but then in my head, I'm also going like a battery warning. Shouldn't be a carbon monoxide, <laughs> a carbon <laughs> monoxide warning. So I took one of my good, uh, uh, detectors from the main floor, took it downstairs and aired it all out. It all stopped. Everything seemed fine. By that point though, my girls were freaking out. My wife was a little worried. So she took our kids to her mom's place with the dog. She's like, they're not staying here. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want them here, which was a good thing. Yeah. You thought about the dog. That's nice. Uh, Logan did. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I actually was like, (laughs) it's fine. I'm fixing it, which is such a dumb thing to think. But (laughs) in my head, I had it. I'm blowing really hard. It's all, (gasps) it's fine. And carbon monoxide is scary because you can't smell it. There's no smell at all. So I go switch this stuff out, air it out. Everything's fine. Nothing's going off. By this point, my wife's taking the kids. She's come back. And now it's about probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm back playing with you guys. We're playing a game. And while we were playing, I didn't say anything, but while we were playing, I got just like a short sniff of gas. And I thought, that's got to be in my head now. Like it was so, so small. And I thought for sure it was just my head messing with me because of all the stuff that I had just been dealing with. And I thought I had this whiff of, uh, of gas. And at about, yeah, probably around 10 30, 10 30, 11 o'clock our time, we were in a game. And my whole house went nuts. All of the alarms now were going off. And carbon monoxide warnings were happening and it got and so i got off with you guys uh, well i just left i literally just turned off my I, yep. I popped off the computer to go see what was going on and at this point now the whole house is freaking out all of our sensors are freaking out that there's carbon monoxide in the home so at this point christina's getting mad because i'm not leaving the house uh because in my infinite wisdom i'm like ah i can figure <laughs> i can figure this out Seinfeld so would say, i'm holding it with my arm. my arm and it's 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 just really hard because you can't smell it like i i went down right into our furnace room where the furnace and hot water is and i'm trying to see like is something wrong is some but you wouldn't know even right. if you were which i was standing in the middle of it so she calls 911 because apparently that's what you're actually supposed to do and and again our alarms are bananas they're going it's so loud through the house and it will not let me silence them anymore because before it would you mm-hmm. could silence it while you were trying to figure it out or whatever so she calls 911 and she's, uh, she's at, she's not in the house. She's at someone else's house. No, she's on the driveway. She had oh, come okay. back from her mom's place after leaving the kids. And she had said later, she was even not sure if she wanted to come back because she just wasn't comfortable about it. But my husband's a so dumbass. She, I'll get another one. Yeah, Let's move on. that's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll collect the money and I'll be fine. So, uh, we're out on the driveway. Firefighters show up like maybe 10, 15 minutes and 
the door front door is open and they go in with their little testers by the way yeah uh, soja and i kept playing age of empires while you're going through all of this because we yeah. didn't know uh -huh. the severity of it of course and then all of a sure. sudden i get a whatsapp message with a picture of a fire truck guy and i'm like fire oh not fire truck it. guy it's not like he's stripping for you guy yeah well it's this guy he's really hot no it's just of the fire yeah. truck but uh yeah. i appreciate the were you guys still up. playing at that point oh yeah yeah, yeah. we were doing great oh, okay cool. no, but we felt bad so, for you we're like oh man hope he makes in yeah he messaged me the next day we, we had a quick chat but so they bring out their little testers and they walk. So in our, our front door has two, uh, like a double door, French doors or whatever. And they were both open. And when you walk in, there's a big landing and stairs that go up. They, they didn't even make it to my stairs before they all backed out of the house. And they're like, we can't, we can't go into the house. Um, the levels are way too high. Like their, their things were going bananas. So they shut the gas off. <laughs> Justin's the house. like right between the hot water tank. Yeah, I was right in there, man. He's like, like I don't see any come. cracks. This is a lot of crap. I don't crack. smell it. <laughs> so they uh, they call Fortis, and Fortis is the gas company in BC, and they actually have people that work emergencies, so they are on call. So this uh, Fortis guy comes out, and at this point, fire has like the firefighters have opened all the windows and doors throughout the house, like gone through the back ways and opened them all up. And they have monster fans outside the front of my house and in the back of my house, blowing fresh air into the house, trying to like vent it out. Right. So Fortis shows up and he turns the gas on and then he goes through the house with his little sensor to, to figure out where it's coming from. And we don't have many, we have no gas appliances. Like we've got a hot water tank, a furnace, and then four fireplaces, but nothing else is gas. We don't have like four a gas fireplaces? range. Yeah, well, I mean, we actually have five, but one's electric, one's electric. Okay, so uh, I remember so, a long time ago, there was somebody that I was really into back in youth group days, and um, her dad was really rich, and I remember just because it was kind of the talk of the town, the, the monstrosity the of their house, the amount of chimneys yeah. they had. Now, yeah, I don't even know, if, like, we're that old that I don't even know if gas fireplaces were a thing, I, you don't, you know, chimneys, but uh, that's awesome, four fireplaces, yeah. go ahead. So... You, so they go through the house, uh, the forest guy goes through the house and he's testing everything. And then he comes out and he says, um, that he found out where it is. And he told us, I think he had, he had, uh, disabled what it was. And he, and so he was working at getting the levels down, but he said, you know, you, it's safe for you guys to come in. I've got the levels at least on the main floor. Fine. So we come in and essentially what had happened is our hot water tank. So a hot water tank typically has an eight to 12 year lifespan. That's pretty average for them. Ours was 11 years old so, or yeah, 11 years old. So it was, it was getting close to the end, but typically when a hot water tank dies, it just stops heating. It doesn't, yeah, you know, it, it, whatever. What happened in our case was, um, if you've ever seen a hot water tank at the top of the hot water tank, there's a little cone and that vents the gas out of the hot water tank. And then that goes up through your, typically there's an exhaust up at the top of your roof or something that flew. It's called a flu for some reason, instead of the gas venting up through it started to vent into the furnace room. And so when, what we found out, what we figured out afterwards is Christina leaves, right? So she's, she's here at nine o'clock and I think maybe running the dishwasher or something that kicks the hot water tank on. We, she leaves when she came back and I had gotten it all to stop. Uh, well, obviously we don't know what it is. So she goes and runs a load of laundry. And for some reason in this particular case, she needed to use hot water. Cause typically I think we wash in cold, cold water. And so that would have kicked the hot water tank on. And so what happened is the, the carbon monoxide starts leaking into the furnace room, which then starts going in through the intakes in the house, getting pulled in through the AC, which is of course running. And that starts spreading it very, very quickly throughout the house. So 
when we were going over the numbers with him, he said that in your house, you should have zero PPM. It's measured in parts per million. So zero PPM is what you should have, but up to nine is totally fine. It's pretty natural. It's not the end of the world. When you get up to the 20 to 40 range, you'll start to get headaches. You'll feel nauseous. You just won't feel good. And or 20 to 70 range. Uh, Long-term exposure can be fatal. It has to be quite a long time, but whatever. In the 150 to 200 PPM, that's when you're going to get uh, tired, fatigued, and if you did go to sleep, it's fatal at that at that level. Our basement was 550 to 600 PPM, and now we have a three. Uh, it's a two story with a basement. Our home, our top floor, which also our venting for our house actually only goes for the main floor in the basement. We don't have venting to the top floor. That's all done through electric heat, and the top floor had over 400 PPM in the top floor without the venting. That's just how fast this stuff spreads. And I asked him, I'm like, how does it go so quick? He says, it's the same. It's almost the exact same density as air. So it will literally just flow. It's not like heavy. It doesn't like sit at the bottom. It literally will just go wherever the air goes. Wow. And yeah, so we had, we had, uh, over 400 in the top floor and over 550 in the basement. And so anyway, he was there till two 30 in the morning. Uh, working at getting the levels back down to zero in the house. And that's just All through water fans got. and turning off appliances. Yeah, basically just turning, he turned the gas off to the hot water tank so that it would stop the where the leak was happening. And then he basically just opened, he waits, he literally waits, he helps vent the house and he wouldn't leave until, which was, he was awesome, but he wouldn't leave until the levels were back down to zero. Good. And it was safe for us to go to sleep or whatever and, and, and be there for the evening. And now you know but, uh, all your neighbors are dead? No, no, they're all fine. <laughs> I, I don't know how many of them were standing outside watching with the fire truck there, but so he, yeah, he waits till 2.30, about 2.30, it all clears up. So anyway, long story short, make sure you have carbon monoxide detectors working because it's actually, I was saying to you, I said to Chris too, that's not the way I want to go out. Like uh, it would have been fatal to our whole family had we not had the carbon monoxide detectors, had we just all gone to bed. Wouldn't have woken yep. up and just all of a sudden... Nope. You, your friends, your family would have been like, yep. they're all gone. Not just yeah. one, not so, just like getting hit by a car. Yeah. That's it definitely crazy. made me feel really good about the money I had spent on the system and making sure that we have detectors. And it was even he was uh, checking out the app because he was curious how the nests work. And he was like, it's pretty because it actually shows you the measurements of the PPM in these different rooms and what it was measuring. And sure enough, like my girl's bedroom was 400 and 480 PPM. Hmm. Like that's, it's just really scary to think what could happen if you don't have that kind of stuff. So make sure you have working carbon monoxide detectors because they actually save lives. So anyway, I've got, uh, I've got people in here. We had the, so they shut the gas off. They won't let you turn it back on. And then uh, obviously you, we, right. uh, you have to have like a proper gas fitter, turn it back on. And then we were going to have to replace the hot water tank. So I had the company that did our AC came out and they gave me a quote and we're actually moving to a tankless system. So. Oh, really? Been installing that. Yeah. Yeah. I've always with wanted as it many anyway. people as you have in your house are going tankless, huh? Yeah. You think the it big can keep up with the demand? Have. Yep. The big ones that you can buy. We bought the biggest one that you can get. And he said it won't have any problem for the size of our house and the amount of people we have. Uh, it's, I'm excited for it. I'm at least happy because they, they're all smart now. So it's got like computers built into the box. So if it ever had noticed a leak or anything, it automatically shuts everything off. Mm. So it's, it's much more expensive, but it saves you a uh, long, long term because your yeah, cost to heat your water is much lower. Years. Right. But 
instead of an eight to 12 year lifespan that a hot water tank has, they have a 25 to 30 year lifespan. So uh, it, it, it sucks up front, but it, it does make yeah. sense for us long-term. And it was something I always wanted to switch out to. So yeah, if, if there's noise in the background or people, I, I can see on my cameras that they just pulled back up, but I've left all the house open for them. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're installing that. Thankfully, they basically fit us in around their other jobs because I was like, I, I just care about you getting, I've had cold showers all week, which is fine. I actually like cold showers, like but nobody. 30 degree weather. What perfect timing for cold showers. Well, my wife and all my kids would disagree with you, but uh, <laughs> they've been going to my mother-in-law's place this week for, for hot water and showers and stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, that was the majority. I mean, my week has kind of revolved around that because there's been a lot of stuff for us to sort out with the company afterwards. And uh, my work has been insane. We actually, it's been a great week. Like I had, my son came over and we hung out for a bit and uh, yeah, overall it was good. We had our, it was actually funny because we were on the driveway of our house when it passed 12, I think it was like 10 after t midnight. And I looked over at Christina. I was like, well, happy anniversary. Cause that was, that was the, <laughs> that right. was our anniversary day. Uh, so yeah, we did go out, we did go out that evening, but, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a week, man, but yeah, make sure you got uh, working carbon monoxide detectors because it's, uh, oh, see, I don't know if you can hear that, but I can hear I them can. working. If it's in the, if it's in the episode, it's in the episode. That's real life. You know, sometimes, uh, people have to fix your, <laughs> fix your stuff, <laughs> save your life and give so, you hot water. Well, yep. two things. Um, I'm glad you and yours are all alive because I think you're all mm -hmm. fantastic. And, uh, we all know this is Christina's fault. Yeah. hundred percent. Stop doing I mean, stuff. Yeah. You turn on the hot, you freaking need to wash with hot water. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rude. Anyway. It actually worked out really well. I'm glad that she did happen to do that because otherwise the the hot water tank wouldn't have kicked on probably till the morning when they were having showers and it just my girls were freaked and we lied to them and just said you know it's fine we have to be careful you can't have those levels it can make you really tired and it's not good if it makes you tired and my youngest is like so you just go to sleep and we're like yep forever she's like, you wake up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway it was uh it's it's uh, I'm glad it's all behind me now and it's all sorted and and um, yeah. yeah yeah if she didn't turn on detectors. that last uh, load of laundry you'd all be toast yeah it wouldn't have been good and it because it was still slow leaking into the house I mean again we have the detectors for a reason so it would have gone off at a certain point it would have been very hard for us to sleep through it for it to be fatal for us but uh, I would much rather have dealt with it just the two of us in the house or just myself in the house versus all my kids but I was laughing to the Fortis guy I was like. Uh, he's showing me in the furnace room where, where, where it's leaking and how it's leaking. And I'm, I was laughing. I'm like, I was in this room. <laughs> yeah. Trying to see, and he's like, it's a good thing you weren't in here for very long because the gas spewing out of here. And I said to him, like, we got just the whip, the smallest whiff of gas. And he says, there's some combustion effect that happens and you can sometimes smell. It's just a very faint gas smell, but otherwise carbon monoxide is literally undetectable. You'd have no idea you're breathing it in. So fun stuff, fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here anyway, we are. Let's, uh, we made, we almost, we might hit 150. Yeah, we still will make it to 150. <laughs> oh, oh, yep. oh, oh, Justin, you have not read The Count of Monte Cristo. No, I've watched the movie. Was it in well, the movie? Actually, yeah, they continue the theme in the movie. They uh, see this couple gets engaged and then everybody keeps, and they're like a, a community friendly oh. couple. Everybody knows them and everybody's like, oh, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. And then the last name. 
And then they're all like, oh, no, 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 it hasn't happened yet. Don't curse us. And lo and behold, stuff happens. Someone goes to prison, this and that, and happened, and then never happens because everybody kept jumping the gun. We haven't hit 150 yet, Just. Kings to you, Tyler. Your new hot water tank that's not a hot water tank, but you got the biggest kind of whatever isn't a hot water tank might explode on one no, I went down. I was talking to them yesterday and I was like, so, because <laughs> they know what happened. I'm like, what, 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 how do we avoid that with this one? And the guy was telling me about all the safety features it has. And I'm like, all right, fine, continue. <laughs> <laughs> you have passed my inspection. That's right. Uh, the, I'll accept it. The, the Jerry Seinfeld reference that Justin and I went, we, we, uh, this is probably just for regular listeners, but we often say, I'm holding it with my arm. And there's one of his mm-hmm. 1990s sketches. It's one of his stand up comedies. I don't know if it's in any of his actual Seinfeld episodes, but he's talking about like, you see those people that are going to places like Ikea or another furniture store and they've got like this big mattress on their little car and you see them, even though the mattress is all tied down, they they have their arm outside their window, kind of like holding the mattress as well. And he's just kind of making fun of the mentality, about the stupidity, of, right? Like yeah. what's going to happen if one of those ropes break, your arms going to keep the mattress on your car till you yeah. get home. Hey, no, 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 no. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. I'm holding it with my arm. So yeah, anyway, it's true. Good job, Sometimes Justin. you're just really stupid, but <laughs> thankfully my wife was smart, took my kids out and, uh, you know what? In the end, it's all fine. It was an experience. We had a great anniversary f- until two 30 in the morning. Right. And then we both literally died. We were so tired and, uh, we did go out though. We went out, uh, that evening. My mom came to my house and she was like, um, <laughs> so are we safe? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you have no hot water. That's so right. Kids are in the house. Okay, come on. <laughs> it's not going to put them in the house without you. All right. After I talked to the Fortis guy, I was like, can I use my AC? And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Once it's all vented, then you can turn it on. So awesome. When they were doing some of the install work yesterday, they turned it off for like three hours. Man, in such a short amount of time, the, the temperature in my house just like went up. So I went to, to talk to him today and I was like, um. I have stuff to do today uh, in my office. Are you going to leave my thing alone? My uh, AC alone? He's like, yeah, it should be fine. We've done all the electrical. I think they're just hooking up gas and the venting today. So anyway, life's good. Life's good. Yes. Let's talk. Let's talk Path of Exile. Who knows how long we're into this episode. Tyler and I had some audio issues. Yeah, some discord issues. Thanks for nothing. There is a point. In the episode, I don't know if you can find it, but uh, we had like a 20 minute break because not actually 20 minutes, but we had to troubleshoot. So let's talk Path of Exile. There's a, I mean, let's, a few we're going to skip some stuff with no offense intended, but there was another community showcase, some, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. There's a sculpture in there, which I think is amazing. I, I have, I appreciate artsy fartsy stuff. As you can tell, when oh, I call cool. it artsy fartsy, I'm not artsy fartsy, but I absolutely love it. Though I'm a huge music fan. My family is like big, 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 big music stuff, career and hobby wise. Not me. Wasn't gifted, but you know, I can show you the world. Right, right. Uh, then there was a sweet div card story again. I like those ones. And this this one was like a, like a the card story like behind you the and me. Well, yeah, it wasn't as um, cool. as emotional as some of the other ones are, which is, you know, in, in this case, it was kind of nice. They're just big fans, a big group of friends going to exile cons about their favorite leagues. So I like hearing cool. about that. Um, so, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to skip over it quickly for those that are listening that might have an emotional attachment to those two things, but also, and this is kind of a weird thing to skip to, but the supporter packs are leaving the store, Justin. Right. And that's kind of, 
that's kind of that happens every league. it does normally when a support pack leaves you, you you don't care too much you've either bought them or you've chosen not to bought them is well what's the proper word bought just bought oh bought and sounds way better anyway well <laughs> you've either purchased them <laughs> see that's why go. english sucks there's a thousand <laughs> words that mean one word and it's the exact same freaking definition Mm -hmm. most have already purchased it or chosen not to some of course are going to go on the payment plan and that's awesome which i think is really cool that they actually have that but these support packs are different these are the ones that started that like the interactive right yeah like they had mm -hmm. blah 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 Love it. the i bought the one where they had the interactive portal where i forget if it scaled on the tier or the, i think it was the tier the flower the got map bigger device. the map the device map got device, bigger yeah. Uh, then there was, mm -hmm. I, I also, because I was part of the same pack, I got the cloak that kind of, it got longer right. and a little, little flashier depending on yep. if your resistances were capped or not. So right. mm -hmm. it's fun once you get your resistances capped, right? Because you can see the difference of it visually. Well, barely. Sure. I like zombies, so I can't see anything ever, but yeah, you're not seeing anything you know, either. it's yep. that, that kind of thing. It's so, there though. But you know, it's it there. It was the introduction of MTX that interacted with mechanics of your game, which to us, mm -hmm. I remember very clearly awesome. that episode, it blew our minds. I'm like, this is not possible. This is futuristic. And so I uh, feel like they keep that direction going forward. So I'm excited it, for the next set of supporter packs. Uh, you know, like it, not as a criticism if they didn't do that, but it would be disappointing if from this point forward they didn't, right? You would know, you, you said fine if they bar. swap back and forth though, because maybe that wouldn't be so bad either. Yeah. Totally. Uh, if they swap back and forth, but maybe if they do that, maybe telling people that that's the plan versus just going back to the other way and, and not saying anything. Ah. And then, you know, people would be like, people, people can just chill out and wait three months to see what the next support pack is. Like if this one goes back to the usual style, I of still think it would be good MTM. to say we love doing it. We do have plans to do that in the future, but that we yeah, didn't sure. maybe want that to be all of our support packs. So I love it though. Yeah, I think it's great. I, so for sure. And so, and I honestly, I almost never buy support packs. I buy small things individually, whether it's an extra support tab or a $2 pet. And like they had that uh, huge pet sale this weekend. So I sign up on my console. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I scroll through all the pets. And I'm going to buy everything that's 20 points or under. Didn't have any. So of course I bought a Weta. And uh, yeah, anyway, it was, uh, but it'd be really cool. Like I'm excited to see the other ways they can think of interacting with the game, with the MTX that they have. Because those are things that I never would have thought of. Like a map device that gets bloomier as your tiers increase with your allocated map and uh mm -hmm. so you know that that kind of stuff is really neat i'm excited to see what that is but there, i'm sure there's other people like i remember people grumbling on reddit being like what about the armor stuff which of course their answer was do challenges right i mean a lot of people have forgotten how generous the challenges were this stuff i think they changed how difficult and grindy the challenges were but they gave you 10 times an exaggeration but more rewards right so yeah. So anyway, uh, that's I, I bring that up because I'm kind of excited to see what the next step of this is. And I'd be fine if it's back to the usual. Right. And it goes back and forth. They figure it out. But yeah, no, no, I was uh, really curious about what's coming next. Really curious. Yeah. And then, uh, as I said, I uh, I only bought a Weta. I might have to up my game a little bit, Justin, but that gets pricey. Right. My threshold is 20 points and under for any pet that's 20 points and under. And they're roaming free. I probably have a ton of pet poop in my hideout. So if you come in my hideout, just just ignore it. Right. I have a lot of cats. OK, but if I up it to 30 points and under, all of a sudden there's this like 
like another, I don't know, 20 more pets. And all of a sudden, 20 pets times three. Like, that's another 60 bucks all of a sudden out of Is nowhere. Is that 30 points, three bucks? 30 Is points, that three bucks. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on console, it's nice because it's 30 bucks Canadian. But if I do it, that's which is why I've been doing it on, um, or, or why I'm happy to continue doing it on console as opposed to PC, because on PC, it's all American prices. It's the same point value on console, but you're paying in Canadian. Right. But well, that's a way better deal. It is individually, but packs are way more expensive and I'll never buy a pack on console. Oh, okay. So for example, like uh, something that would be $60 American on the PC will be like $80 canadian on on console just for the packs right just for the packs and so anyway so that anyway that's why i do the individual purchases and i like that kind of collective thing but if i went to the third third 30 point tier as my new threshold <laughs> you know my wife would be staring at me through the budget be like i don't approve this i don't approve this but look at this tiger <laughs> hey you know what though when she was Not into tiger, PoE, be like a roach or something when she was into poe she was looking at some of those dragons and be like you know I could spend the 240 points just this once, right? She was looking at the dragon, seeing which ones were which, but then we ordered pizza instead. And that was that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. So there's, there was that. Um, also, Camille's got a Camille too. He named him Michael. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I did see that. Yeah. I think that's I'm, pretty I'm, cool. I'm going to try and answer and get involved in the conversation with you, but I'm nervous about the amount of noise happening. <laughs> I, know, I can hear. So I, can... I apologize. <laughs> I, you won't hear this stuff when Tyler's talking because obviously that comes out. But uh, if I'm in the middle of saying something, you may hear those those guys going to town. But uh, yeah, I did see it. It's really cool. I love that he's somebody who's like got a lot of time invested into Path of Exile too. Like he's one of those people that saw the post when they did it and thought, I'll apply. And I think he said he actually reached out to Camille. Yeah, he, he applied quite a few times, he said, and it didn't work out. And he reached out to Camille specifically. Camille saw that Michael used a lot of the same methods and programming that he did. Sorry, I'm probably getting it wrong. But anyway, it was it was neat to see the process of how the hiring happened, but also that Camille's workload is just that heavy with leagues coming out, expansions coming out, which are different. And we'll get into that in a second. And then like Path of Exile 2. And I think we mentioned just a couple episodes ago, like there's a huge, it's just, it's got to be so cool, but also, I mean, astonishingly time consuming to actually create an, a new score for an entire game. I think we did this when Camille came out with his, oh, I forgot the name of the game, but he can't. Broken Road. Bro broken Road. I'm trying broken to. Road or broken, broken Road? Broken Road. Broken Path? Broken, oh, broken something. Anyway, yeah, when we were talking about Camille's new score for a different game, we were talking about like the amount of time that goes into actually creating the entire theme for the whole game because that's what your score is at the end of the day. All the extra stuff you do for leagues and announcements, that theme has to carry through everything else you do, right? It's not like all of a sudden you're going to be like, I'm in a disco mode. So it's uh, it's it's pretty cool to hear the demand, even on a department like music, let alone the testing and broken development. Ranks. Broken, broken ranks. ranks. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say the wrong one. Way, broken ranks. Way cooler name than. Way better than broken road or broken. <laughs> yeah. My pebbles <laughs> repave this road. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Michael, that's that's really awesome. We'll be we'll, we'll 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 have you on on the show sometime, and we'll we'll grill you as to how good of a mm -hmm. boss Camille is, because we heard he's a horrible boss. Horrible boss. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, Camille. Anyway, T totally. So. 
big deal for us because we're massive PoE nerds, but you know how Bex always uses hints in her tweets to, well, hints. Right, tease. <laughs> tease, yep. there you go. Yeah. She hints mm-hmm. at hints coming out for hinty things. Yeah, no, so she, she does a lot of teases that you don't realize are teases, but this individual, the Moth Lord on Twitter, nailed it. And absolutely did it. So there's an announcement. Uh, hang on, am I doing this out of order? Let me check. Well, you're. It's fine. You're. You're. Kind, okay. You're just. You're teasing us with the uh, announcement we're going to talk about in a minute. Well, do you want me to Which do how Mothlord figured it out, or do you want me to no, say yeah, the name? Okay. Do so Bex is tweeting out a bunch of stuff. She said, or Path of Exile says, in 319, you'll be able to find a new type of oil that allows you to anoint mirrored items. What? And then, and then, and then, right? So now, now that's really cool. Like what's going on there? That actually kind of blows your mind a bit because mirrored items are either junk or amazing because of the rarity of the mirror of Calandron itself, right? It's either you have this perfect item that you have to have two of, or you click on a strong box where everything's mirrored and everything's junk, right? So that kind of blows your mind where it's like, okay, oils to being applied to mirrored items okay this it gets your brain going now the moth lord actually guessed what the name the theme of the name would be and bex congratulated them later once the league name was revealed but oh my goodness that was really small i gotta zoom that in all right so the moth lord says in one of her posts, bex used quote-unquote reflection in her last post and now something about mirrored items is posted by GGG. This is definitely not a coincidence. Also, Bex to- posted a post about a guy finding a mirrored item on his test realm. So Bex said something along the lines of, um, one of our testers found his first mirrored item, but we felt really bad for him because it was on the testing realm and it a means mirror, nothing. A mirror, not a mirrored item. Right, sorry, yes. A, his first mirror, mirror of Calandra. And so Mothlord says, she uses reflection in one of her posts. Uh, GGG posts something about a mirrored item and oils. And the Mothlord says the post about the guy finding a mirror on the test realm. He says this is not a coincidence. So his guess for what the, he says, Path of Exile, something of Calandra, predicting it. So I thought that was pretty right. hilarious. Yeah, he was. Now, here's another interesting thing that we'll get into, but Don Federico replied to the Moth Lord and said, I don't think so. League names are one word only. Expansions are more than one word. And I never, ever clued into that. Like, I always knew league names were one word. But if, like, when this league name, which we'll say, I mean, it's not like a spoiler. Everybody listening already knows what it's called. But this league name was more than one word. I was like, huh, neat. Mm -hmm. So anyway. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. So anyway, this league name reveal, when you click on it and all that kind of stuff, it's called, what's it called? Lake of Calandra. Lake of Calandra. And even Soja, before I'd like caught on to the whole Moth Lord bit, Soja, when he was watching my stream last night, said like, that's a really long name reveal. Like they're normally one word. And I'm like, you're, you're right. But then when I see this, it says the August expansion name reveal, not a league reveal. And they said they weren't really going to do expansions anymore. They were going to, ex- like, normal word here, not like quote unquote word, but they were going to expand the end game, but it was just going to be like tweaking up the end game until Path of Exile 2. But it's actually weird that they called it the August expansion name reveal, not the August League. Right. So now. Reveal. I don't know that that actually means anything. It means everything. 
Yeah, right. So anyway, but then and then there's other stuff like this. This is actually very exciting for me. Just that league reveal name is crazy because remember back in the day, uh, Jonathan, I think it was. Sorry if that's wrong, but he revealed how bummed GGG was when someone from the team years ago, years ago, referred to Calandra in a post as she. Like, that's it. That's all they said. But then the community knew that Calandra was a she as opposed to any other or type even a of person. Entity. Right, even exactly. A person. Just any yeah. type of entity. There was now the, the she tag to Calandra. And I remembered whoever was, I, my, my memory says Jonathan, was like the just team was really bummed. And there was like no fault. It's a very easy mistake to make. But that's that's how mystical they wanted Calandra to be. And now, oh, what's her name that always does the lore videos? And she does a fantastic job. Kitten Cat Noodle. Right, yeah. She... She and people that follow the Lord just like her would probably know, but I wouldn't that it that they've been like mom, they have been shush on there's been nothing Calandra. Right, right. So this kind of thing is like so I know you don't care about PoE2 until it comes out. This for me is like PoE2 is around the corner. You start Oh, FYI, that's their small additional announcement. Right? When they said oh, we're making a small it. additional announcement, uh, well, I was, I mean, I've read it. We, we also have a small additional announcement. We'll be making it at the start of the live stream. I was like, you, that's PoE2 release. That's right. It's not, yeah, no, it I don't. It has to be. There's it's no small, small announcement. There's going to be something about. Why would you even say that? Why would you say anything there unless it's something that's actually a relatively right. big deal? Right. Maybe so. Path of Exile 2, the expansion is going to be called Lake of Calandra. And that's actually, instead of calling it Path of Exile 2, maybe it'll be called the Lake of Calandra. My hope is maybe there's just a release date. I don't actually think there will. I'm saying that for fun, that it's a PoE 2 as a small announcement, but I, that would be awesome. It, it's just funny to throw in this, like, we have a small additional announcement we'll be making. It can't be small if you have to say that. There's some meat to whatever that announcement is. Uh, but we'll find out on the 11th. So 11th of August is when they do the announcement. And then the 19th of August is when the legal starts. So I don't th- eight days to just like lose your mind between <laughs> the announcement and actually playing <laughs> the league reveal. But here's the thing, like that league reveal is going to get massive numbers because for, for even people does. that don't even play every league, but are big path of exile fans, something oh, about Calandra is going sure. to attract a ton of attention. Uh, yep. that, that small detail uh, an additional announcement people might not notice that just because they don't look at the post like that yep. that comment isn't in the lore video at all but just i don't know the prospect that's t- like so to me the just the idea that she calandra is getting more attention just leads me to the prospect that she's her story is going to expand they're going to get there somehow or she's going to be a part of poe too but like that adaptation of the story or funneling the story to Calandra, which has been in the game since the dawn of time like were mirrors of Calandra in the first two or three acts when that was all that was uh to, to me it's always I say been yes there. i think they've been around for a very long time i i don't remember if they were original but i would say they probably were so to finally start including that with a little bit more expansion into lore to me that's like poe2 is close now, obviously, I don't know. They're they're very tricksy, as Gollum would say, tricksies. I think the coolest part of it is it's not just called Calandra. It's yeah. called Lake of Calandra, which is like, okay, so what does that mean then? That's right. Who's that guy that um, has all the tricksy movies? He um, like 
with the red doorknobs and then ah oh, what's it called m night Shyamalan. Shyamalan? Shyamalan? they're tricksy like him they're very deceiving so even if it's like the lake of Calandra, you might not learn anything more about the entity oh, we're going of Calandra. underwater we're going underwater <laughs> yeah you think it's going to be a scuba diving league next <laughs> It's so loud. It's so loud. Every time I think I'm going to say, guy, every time I think I'm going to say something, they're like, I don't know what could they be doing. Is that from the floor, the walls, the ceiling? They're underneath me and not even directly. They're like underneath me and about 15 feet backwards. Well, you just tell them to shush but... their mush while they're fixing your house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I can't. I need hot water. Or my wife is going to leave. But I, I'm really curious because some of these story writers who I would love to have on the show one day, they talk about like they're really into their lore. And I kind of feel bad saying I haven't been that interested in the lore, but there's certain unanswered questions that like it's not the direct storytelling that always interests me. And I think like maybe that's the Dark Souls player in me, the Elden Ring player in me where I'm just playing. I'm getting the XP. I'm doing the fighting. And then all of a sudden... I learned something about a character that was in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not the kind of player that wants to sit down and read it all. And so maybe that's where like the from software style player in me really, I guess, maybe attaches to that lore. And then every now and then there's a discovery to me, unless there's been hints that, of course, are in kind of the, this little novel esque aspect of, of lore here. But to me, Calandra's in that same kind of description where it's like there exists. So I'm, I'm really curious to see if the lake of Kalandra actually references the specifics of the individual or if it's just there's like a realm about Kalandra that starts to be revealed. I like both versions, like uh, ways of playing games. But for me, the story has to be the actual game and Path of Exile is not that. Like yes. It's not a story driven yes. game. Yes. So if I'm playing a game where it's a story driven game, then I really do care about it. Path of Exile, I for me on the Kalandra side. I don't actually care that much about her lore. I'm just excited for a new league. But I think the part that made it even more fun is that it's called Lake of Calandra, which again, I have no, my right. mental capacity right. for that doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to go like, well, what do we think that could be? <laughs> in my head, I'm, we're building a base underwater and we're going to live in the lake with the fishes. And for some reason, Calandra is like the goddess of the lake mm -hmm. and uh, she allows us to live in her space and she just randomly duplicates items like that's a, the, clearly that is the lore for her so that that's about as far as my brain goes i don't overthink these things i can't i can't uh try to put it together i just love that it's called the lake of calandra that to me that's so much different than just calling the league calandra or something mm -hmm. like it there's something obviously behind that which is fun i think that's fun maybe she gives you a nice sensual kiss but it gives you the ability to breathe underwater but you get so excited a baby pops out and there's your mirrored item so the problem is no matter what they do, they never, it's Path of Exile is not story driven at all. So without a cutscene or something, I just, I don't care. Right. I really don't. Just let me play the game. Maybe there's some new items. Hopefully this league, there's some new skills. That's, that's Path of Exile for me. I don't, I didn't get into it to watch the, to, to read the lore. It's not made that way at all. Uh, they could probably change that to where it was more, and maybe PoE 2 will be a little bit more story driven where you care about it, but. That's not Path of Exile, so... No, it's not. I, not, uh, how it, how, not how they've done the story. There are th aspects of the story I care about, but it's only stuff that I can discover as I'm playing. Like, to me, I'm playing for the XP. To me, I'm playing to level my gems. To me, I'm playing to level my character. To me, I'm playing to further my gear. And I'm not stopping 
to be interested in that kind of stuff. The only level of a story I'm aware of is why you're completing the acts and who you're fighting. And that's pretty much it. I'm after that. Outside of that, I have no clue besides what other people have told me. Yeah. I'm uh, what, what's actually happening. In the I'm game. barely there as the, the kind of like clicks that happen into my head. I have to get rid of all the exclamation marks in town, but I'm never listening to what they say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm the same but way. So see the story that I, I recognize, like for example, when you're in, I don't know, where's Arakali? Is that act six, seven, something like that? The big spider boss with the uh, purple eight. beams. Okay. So silk is there. Right. Oh, I recognize that guy from the encampment and he's talking about something while I'm fighting. Okay. I can kind of grasp what you're saying, but uh, listen, buddy, I'm a little busy, but then all of a sudden he gets eaten because he's an idiot. I did get his love for our colleague and his like messed up love for her. I don't remember how I came across that, but I did get it right. and found it funny that he got eaten by the spider. But then I see his head impaled on Aracali as the fight continues after he gets eaten. See, that's the kind never of never noticed that. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I that I notice. And that's the kind of stuff where with Elden Ring, like when I walk into a level and it's a fallen kingdom that's crumbling and it's half in lava, but then you start seeing the statues. Like to me, that's where I gather the storytelling. And so I'm excited to see where this kind of Lake Calandra goes to because there's a lot of dialogue I miss in this. And I don't mean to make it offensive to anybody that puts all that effort into their novel. They could have written their own book, but instead they dedicated it to GGG. And so I don't mean to because I would absolutely love to write my own stories one day. But I think the world itself does so much explaining in the game as well. And with how they presented the path of exile to world right like remember the cathedral and we were talking to camille about the cathedral as well when we had him on because of how epic that music sounded and i think he brought it up but there's just so much that the world can tell so when you bring up something like it's not called calandra it's the lake of calandra just the world that that anyway anyway i'm kind of rambling on about stuff we've already mentioned but pretty exciting pretty exciting you know one game though this isn't path of exile but i'm i'm a very xp driven player right like even when i play stuff like well I, I probably won't play any more uh fallout games but even when i used to play fallout games i i barely paid attention to what was happening you know what i mean i'd like if i skipped dialogue and then i was forced with the choice i'd be apathetic to my choice because i didn't care i just wanted xp so I would have my charisma high and all this kind of stuff. I loved getting XP for discovering a place. One game that I think was XP driven, but it was more story driven was Deus Ex. When I played the first, I didn't actually get to the second Deus Ex because by the time that game came out, my concussion symptoms were off the charts. But the first Deus Ex game I played, the first Deus Ex game I did play and even though it was all about XP and leveling up and figuring out your minor RPG paths, I was walking by crowds that were just doing their generic chit chat and I was interested in everything they said. Like that was a game, but that's the kind of game where I care about story. That's the kind of game where I care about someone's dialogue. That's the kind of game where I will read notes. In this game, it's all annoying. Just let the levels tell me the story. That's kind of how it is for me anyway, just because it's such a, faster paced game where xp per minute really really can count anywho do you know how long we've been recording because we're on our second recording and uh not a clue i right. think you're gonna have to cut some of these items though yeah i will i will so there's two things that i want to say 
Oh wow, we didn't even get to how was your uh, how was your POE week? So we'll we'll just probably have to skip. I can that tell one. you mine. Yeah, I know what it yours exists. was like. <laughs> you were just busy living, and that's good enough for mm -hmm. me. Um, here's a quick thing: as the company starts going forward, you remember the the issues that I had, and the the reason I want to this is a total like cut the conversation. There's no segue. New subject line here: Lake of Calandra, August 11th, August 18th, or 19th, whatever uh, it is. There you go. 24th go for console Next. folk. I think it was sometime in August. All right. Okay. So remember when Arch Nemesis came out, it was well tested, well vetted, according to GGG. They did this, but there has been some massive ram, um, not ramifications, changes to it and the severity of these mods and stuff like that going forward. So massive changes. I've been wanting to say this for a long time, but I always think the testing team, the quality assurance team needs to be left in the dark. And I know that sucks for a quality assurance team to like work for the company that you've always loved. but. To me, the quality assurance team cannot have any knowledge. They need to be users. They need to be players. And if the quality assurance team is aware of intentions, is aware of potential designs, that completely modifies their current opinion of what they're playing, right? Like we've heard GGG many times saying this was very well tested. But then when the users get their hands on it, it's like there's no information. There's nothing like this. So, for example, GGG was working on giving us the Arch Nemesis mods to make things simpler. Obviously, that complicated things more than it simplified things because now we have, let's say you click on, uh, or like you can pause the game and you highlight a rare enemy. You have three, four Arch Nemesis mods, which give you no information outside of experience, but there's 80 of them as we've discussed, and that really doesn't help us determine the difference between steel infused gargantuar other types of defensive modifiers right there's no there's nothing there but then you can see this there's they still for some reason have a long list of white modifiers that are very blunt and tell you exactly what's happening right like faster attack speed faster cast speed immune or not immune but like resistant to chaos damage or vulnerable to chaos damage that kind of stuff you having a good time over there? You just you, I can't. I you can't, really want to say stuff, over, but they're so loud in the background. Well, they they are loud, but I was laughing at. I love that you call it a gargantuar. Oh, it's gargantuan. Like it that. It's n, isn't yeah. it? At the end, that's but right. It makes me laugh. I know giggles. Yeah, it's it's like, like a chieftain, chieftain. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but my he's dumb, but he's cute. But, <laughs> I don't know about the cute part either. But my point is, is if the quality assurance team doesn't know the intentions and the purpose of what the overall goal is, they're going to test it more like a user. They're not going to have a goal in their head like, okay, well, this is the goal. Okay, that makes sense because they have knowledge that the user will never have, that the player will never have. And you can see this through quite a few different leagues now where the league was thoroughly tested, but it was dramatically changed after the fact, after players actually played. And the difference is knowledge and expectation. And so I think going forward, especially now as GGG gets, I mean, maybe GG, maybe Path of Exile 2 is the next expansion for all we know. But what I'm saying is, I mean, even Camille posted something along the lines of as I'm full hands on deck with Path of Exile 2 stuff, you know, and then he posted something else. But if uh, going forward, whether Path of Exile 2 is the next expansion or in 20 expansions, the quality assurance team, in my opinion, needs to be left in the dark. And that sucks as an employee because you really want to know stuff. But 
that's how you test a game because that's how you. But they're not testing the whole game though. Well, when a, when a, when a league comes out, they're testing the league side of it. They're not. I don't think they're. I think it would be hard to leave them completely in the dark because they would need to know what they're testing. They're not testing the whole game. They're testing. Sure. But they, there is a difference between being a part of the meetings and knowing everything that's talked about versus the bare minimum. For example, now, now GGG very easily could have a quality assurance set up a completely different way. But when I worked at electronic arts, you would have like when I was working on FIFA, for example, you would have one person that was working on audio. Right. You'd have one person that was assigned to gameplay. You'd have one person that was in charge of the front end and back end. That's like the menu stuff and making sure that integration worked properly. You'd have one person that was meant for, oh, I forget what the C word is, but it was like making sure that there wasn't anything illegal in the game. Like re you're reading signs and decals and copyright. Um, yeah, it was uh, something else. But anyway, anyway, like, there's just like there, there was the, the assignments of how things worked. And then so I'm assuming with something like Path of Exile, if they had a similar setup, you would also have people set up to. OK, so these are the skills and these are how they work. And then you would have somebody that was just generally playing the game as well. Right. And so it, it's just one of those things where because there's been so many changes after the fact, be, even though the game is thoroughly tested, there's something there where quality assurance knows too much. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's true. I don't know enough about how they're set up, but I think, I think they need to know what they're testing. And because it's coming out every three months, they're not really testing the existing game. They're testing whatever the content is that's coming out. That's what I would think. And you'd have to know what that content coming out is. To an extent. And to an extent. I actually don't think it's a bad thing. If you, Well, I don't think to an extent. But I don't think it's a bad thing if a QA understands the direction that the developers are trying to go. I think that's probably beneficial as long as they can say, as long as it's fine for them to say this, we, we're not really feeling that it is doing that. You know what I mean? Because how do you have a QA test something without having some idea of what it's supposed to be? Oh, sure. But I think you're kind of um, taking it to, the, to, to, to an extreme. Like you have, okay, so this is what we're trying to introduce. See what you think, as opposed to being a part of the meetings and knowing the overall mentality and thought process is a very different thing. Are you assuming that they do that? Like, yes, I don't, I don't, but, like but history kind of supports that where every league it's said that this was really well tested. I mean, obviously yeah. not all the way back in time because of course they've changed how they, they test and they make things. But the last quite a few leagues, Chris has said like this was really well tested, but then massive changes come when the actual users start playing where they have none of that information that if you were a part of the meeting. So I, I think they need to know less, I guess is what I should say. Not nothing, but they need to know less because it would be nice if there were, we're still kind of at that stage in Path of Exile land, and I hope it's fixed or it doesn't continue into Path of Exile 2, but we're still at that stage where if you wait three weeks, maybe two weeks, maybe a month, whatever it is, the two to, two to one month, two, two weeks to one month after league launch, you'll have a much more stable and relaxed game without dramatic changes. And the, and, and that, to me is something that I hope is fixed because Path of Exile with how they work and I want them to be as successful as possible. You have that, like their league launches are massive, right? Chris said the Path of Exile 2 expansion, they're expecting, what was that game that came out that people switched to just for a little bit? Lost something? Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wanting those kind of release numbers, but you can't have those numbers and then make these dramatic changes. Like it's, 
I assume their goal is to actually have it the way that they would want it one month later, but at launch. And to me, a lot of that comes with how quality assurance is fed information. So my, my just, I guess, final comment on that is I don't think you'll ever have a league that comes out that's fully tested to the nth degree that a league can be tested when it goes released to hundreds of thousands of people. And the reason for that is because their schedule is every three months. And so to bring in something new to the game in a game that's as complex as Path of Exile is, I don't know what the size of their QA is, but even if it's 50, which I don't know it's that big. My teams let's at say it's EA 50. were like 10 until the last 10. month. Right. So let's be a little more realistic EA versus Grinding Gear Games. It's not going to be as big. I don't think it's possible for them to actually fully test a league every three months with the amount of complexity in Path of Exile. It's not the same as 80% of the games out there, which are not complex in the degree that Path of Exile is. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're actually, I actually am fine with where it's at. I think they do a pretty good job of, of testing it beforehand. And there are certainly some leagues where they have to make some pretty big adjustments, but I think that's just the nature of things when you're releasing every three months and you have a game as complex as Path of Exile is, I don't think you'll ever see a league come out that is fully flushed out, unless it's a very simple league, maybe. I but, agree. Uh, I think when they make big changes, you're going to see it I, every single league. I agree. But don't you think that they want to improve that a bit? Well, but your, your solution to improving that isn't going to be telling QA less. Your solution to improving that is either going to be cutting out content and not making big changes or drastically increasing your QA size and time to test, which isn't really possible in a three-month cycle. I, I personally don't care if they change it or not. I know some people probably do. My personal preference or opinion, not preference, but opinion is do you do, do whatever you do and I'll play the new league every three months. And some leagues are going to not be, I can't think of any league in a very long time that has come out that has just been garbage. Arch Nemesis was just overtuned. That didn't right. take them that long to at least adjust it. I still don't like it. I still there's think there's fixes they could do, but I haven't had a league in a long time where I'm like, oh my God, this doesn't work. It's a difference of like something's overtuned or something's, you know, but it, I, where a league comes out and something actually didn't work, I can't think of a league like that in quite a while. Sure, it's been a long time, but you had the worst league launch you've ever had, is my point. Only out of my frustration because of Arch right. Nemesis. But that's, it that wasn't not working. from quality assurance feedback. Whether it was said well, but, and ignored or wasn't said, I don't know. But that's that's kind of my point. Like That was a crappy first half week or week. And so my sure. point is but telling them less how would that change that well because there's there's how how do you have a bunch of people that are playing the game and you're like yes this oh we've been recording for over an hour because now my phone's <laughs> off dnd but how do you have that many people playing the game and that leveling process is okay that's kind of my point so they obviously have some sort of mentality or play skill where yes this is fine this is our expectation versus no we're going to immediately change this so there's something in there that i think needs to change this definitely before path of xl2 and they need a few leagues of nailing that down before it comes out yeah maybe i don't know arch nemesis is the only one that i can think of where it had something like that and i don't think no matter what you told qa i don't think telling them more or less changes that i think either people didn't speak up 
or they thought let's it's fine let's just see how it goes out and let's let's get the the opinions of a larger group of people but i don't think what you tell them or or not tell them makes any difference to that and if i take arch nemesis out of it and just look to the past five six leagues up until Har well, harvest wasn't great but uh, I don't think there was content changes, things that were league changing or even end game related that to me didn't at least seem at least somewhat thought out and fleshed out where it wasn't massive changes required or it was breaking the game in any way. Um, sorry, I'm just watching the camera. But yeah, I don't know. I think they're doing, I think it's fine. I, my personal opinion, I know that you're on a different page and other people are, but I don't think it's fair to think, well, is it fair? I don't know. If, I guess it probably is fair to think, but it's unrealistic to think that Path of Exile on a release schedule of every three months is going to come out in the expanse that is Path of Exile with a flushed out league. Everything works perfectly every single time. Oh, perfectly is not the word I'm happen. going for. It's just dramatic changes to the core elements. I think that's normal. That's happened for every league we're for used, such a long we're time. We're used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's bad though. I don't, I, my, I just don't. I don't think it kills their game off. I don't think it... I can't think of a time where it was so drastic that it was enough for me to go like, I don't want to play. Gotcha. So anyway, before you sign off, uh, mm. last little prediction before the little snippets start coming out and all the teasers are going to start coming before the league launch uh, reveal, which is what week and a half, two weeks, uh, less than two weeks. I don't see skills like determination changing. I think they stay. I agree. I think so. I think. Uh, they're actually in a very good place. And the reason that there are so many hundreds players that are reaching, reaching level 100 isn't because of the defensive values of certain skills and how much easier it is to be defensive. I think it's because of the Atlas passive tree and the amount of XP you can get from it, doing things you love. There's a yep. massive And also you throw onto it like Sentinel was massive right. for increasing mobs and stuff. So I think those would be the things like when Chris sees how many hundreds there are and he wants there to only be maybe five a league, but there's, you know, 500 or whatever, 5,000, I don't know. I see him looking at like how XP works, not defenses. No way. Really? You think they would cut XP? Not necessarily cut XP, but definitely that... We're giving, they're giving people way more XP than there's ever been. But that's what people want. People want oh, to fight Oh no, I get mobs. that. But see, it's a hard balance there, but I don't think cutting defenses is the way to do it. And I don't think determination is too strong. No, like if you have zero investment, zero into physical damage mitigation yeah. and you throw that determination on, you're at like 50-ish percent, which... Right, fine. and you're also spending 50% of right. your mana. If you've had, if you, again, if you don't put any investment. So I actually see them going a different route. I don't know the method they'll go to try and call the amount of hundreds that there are out there, but I see something like a spell suppression aura that costs 50% mana reservation coming out. I see them actually... Spell suppression. So I think a okay. lot of people are thinking... So you get a person. Yeah, I think people are thinking that determination and grace are going to get cut or maybe defiance because that's kind of a go-to as well. But... I see them actually going the other way and keeping that, having a spell suppression aura that also costs 50% mana reservation, and then trying to call the hundreds in a different way. Man, what would your spell suppression amount have to be, though, to make it valued at 50% given that you can, re I mean, depending on which side of the tree on, you can hit 100% spell suppression. Not easy, but not difficult. So to, I'm curious to see what 
percentage of spell suppression would have to be at to be worth a 50% aura. I agree with you, though. I don't think they should cut any of the defensive stuff. I think give people more options versus killing the options they have. Yep. I think that'd be awesome. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know where you'd have it because there's already too many what the just happened deaths, which Mm -hmm. of course you don't want. You want to know why you died. So you don't like make it harder. I don't think that fixes it. No, no, no. It's not a fix. I just see them going like I see defenses in a good spot. I don't see them being yep. overtuned, and the reason people are being overly more successful than they were. I think the defensive situation that we have is allowing more customizability and more theory crafting options, which I think is exactly what Path of Excel should be. I think the struggle right now with defense is you can't start with it, and that sucks. You have to defense is a is an afterthought to the damage, and it would be fun if there was a way to actually play defensively from the get go versus. Okay, I've finished, ma- I've, fi- I've finished the axe, I'm into maps, I'm going to start now planning out how do I want to progress into red maps. Right. Because you can't plan on defense in the beginning because you just won't, ki- you won't kill right. anything. And that's not fun. Exactly. So. And I, I hope one day that Path of Exile is in a state where it's stupid, like really stupid to put too much damage on. Like you're just an idiot if it happens. Like you really need your defenses. Why? Oh, okay. Because you would die or because there's just a cap to the damage? No, de- never cap. Never cap. This game, this game has always needed to be very careful with its caps. I'm just saying because you would die, and but you would die too much. Okay. Right? Like mm-hmm. having, right now there's a dramatic difference between hardcore and softcore characters, but it would, I'd love to see an even greater disparity between the two. So here's just maybe a little bit devil's advocate though to the comment you made. In order to make it where you would be silly to go the direction of damage versus defense, to me, would mean you'd have to start cutting the defensive options that exist to make people find more. You would have to make determination do less. Well, I'm just saying, if if the idea is that you want it to be at the point where going damage might not be the best choice because you've skipped out on on, uh, defense, at this point right now, when you hit into the 80s and 90s, you can very easily be pretty comfortably defensive wise and have been hugely focused on damage. So if you wanted it to be where people in the eighties and nineties, uh, maybe had to go less damage and more defensive, your only option is to start cutting some of those values. No, I was thinking the other side, um, offensive values are less skills are less so like decreasing how much. Well, I mean, I, I mean, stuff is obviously going to change before path of XL too. Anyway, I'm just saying whatever those changes are, I think dec- having offense to have an extremely offensive character would require so much investment that you'd be silly to have that many nodes invested in offense as opposed to having like a 50-50 split on life, defense, and offense. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, I, In the end, for me, I would just love to see more options. And whether that's skills yes. or drops or whatever it is, uh, I would rather them not cut stuff. And I would rather just have more alternatives to defensive and offensive, you know, give me more options to pick from versus killing something that already maybe is working well. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll find out. Lake of Calandra, the uh, announcement, whatever, what do they call it? It's not an announcement. It's the reveal. The reveal. The reveal Twitter, Twitch thing. What is live it stream. Reveal live stream. That's the thing. Uh, that'll be on August 11th. What time was that? I don't know. Was that our... You can oh, click on the link, see. but I, uh, I don't see uh, it. How was your week? This week of POE. It just says PDT. Yeah. Oh, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Weird. Okay. It's always around that time, you monkey. PST. Is yeah. it? I thought it was earlier than oh, that. Okay, okay, 12. August 11th, 1 p.m. 
PST. That'll be fun. Agreed. I already uh, have it in my we're calendar. Wrap this up. Do you? you gotcha. <laughs> I don't want to miss all. it. <laughs> yeah, you I can. Put them all. I don't know how you would, but well, busy. All right, let's wrap this Dude, up. Forever Exile. People have stuff. To, you're not the only one who's busy. Forty-seven. Path of Exile podcast. Forever Exiled. I'm Justin AK. Shut Tags. up, Justin. I'm Tyler AK. Rick Group Days. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us That's for uh, this episode. Patrons will catch you in After Dark. Everybody else will see you in 148 next week. If you're looking for more information down below, website foreverxl.com or on Twitter foreverxl82. We have a Discord, which is a lot of fun, and uh, Patreon and other ways to support the podcast. You'll find them down below and on our website. Bye. See ya. I can't stay. I gotta go to the bathroom. Bye.